This is Five Places Los Angeles, a podcast by the LA Forum for Architecture and Urban Design. I'm Emmanuel Bourlier, and I'm excited to share my interview with Natasha Case, whom you may know as the founder and CEO of Cool House Ice Cream. Famously, Natasha and her partner, Freya Estreller, launched Cool House in 2009 from a barely drivable postal van at the Coachella Music Festival, where the brand went viral. Natasha led the company as CEO until its acquisition in 2021 by The Urgent Company, a family of brands working towards a more sustainable food system. Natasha is currently president of brand experience at The Urgent Company, founder and general manager at The Lunch Bunch, and it's an understatement to say that she has been featured in many national publications and media outlets. Natasha's full bio is in the show notes, along with links to the five places that define Los Angeles for her. A quick note, this interview was recorded in April of 2021, when the city was still grappling with the COVID pandemic and many things we took for granted about urban life were called into question. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, Yeah. I'm really uh, excited to learn about the five places that define LA for you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So my first question is, how long have you lived in LA? whole life. Um, born in Cedar sinai as were both my children. Um, and I've actually only not lived in LA. Um, in college, I went to Berkeley, um, including one year abroad in Rome. And then, um, you know, I came back here for grad school. So other than kind of, you know, some long stints in New York um, and other cities getting the business going, um, I've been here all, all the time besides that. <laughs> And I'm third generation on my dad's side. My grandfather came, went to Fairfax High. My dad, born and raised here. And then and then us, yeah. Wow. So you're really... Now, what do you think of the term Angelino? I'm ha- happy to, you know, to be an accept that term. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a real born and bred third yeah. generation. Right. I think... Yeah. Um, Right. It's kind of like blue blood for by LA standards, but um, it, it definitely, as we know, LA is a city where people uh, might say they're an Angelina after just a few years. So mm-hmm. it's cool to, you know, have been here. Yeah. 37 plus, plus my um, forefathers. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. So let's dive into your five places, the five places that really define the city for you. First. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to start with one pretty close to where my um, uh, Culver City headquarters is. And I haven't, this is, you know, not necessarily something that you can get today, given all the uh, circumstances coming out of COVID, but Mm -hmm. there was a place down um, on Adams. uh, It was West Adams Beria. Um, It's basically this Beria stand right in front of um, a laundromat. So you have this like very just, you know, uh, like a laundromat that is, is kind of like massive. It, was, it takes up like a lot of the block and um, it is very bold right there. You can't miss it. And then in front you have this birria stand and it's so incredibly delicious and flavorful. The way that it's kind of made in this like long process of, it's really almost like a stew. Um, and then you, you know, take this like incredibly tender, um, you know, knead and, and, um, 
you can kind of, fry, the, the way that they do is they fry it up, uh, uh, it put this like fried cheese, kind of like almost like shell around it. And then in another, you know, tortilla and all the fixings. Um, and uh, I think that one was called like the spider or something. Um, and then a couple other very small menu, different options. Um, and I just think it's, it's so LA to have this intersection of this massive kind of, you know, no, no shame laundromat, um, incredibly delicious, you know, like a, the, a, a traditional Mexican dish that's so flavorful that someone really spent time preparing. Um, I don't know everything about Buteria, but it, I, I do believe it's a pretty long process to get it to that point. It's a very special item. You dip it in, um, they basically extract the stew that they cooked it in, which is, as you can imagine, unbelievably flavorful. And we went uh, a couple years ago for my birthday, we did like a taco crawl and that was really the main stop. And we brought kind of, you know, a uh, little like road dog margaritas that I had made because we were at the time living really close by. And not only were they not concerned or caring, they actually like gave us ice to put in them and made sure the margaritas <laughs> were the right. And um, I still had like my, like a nice suit from being in the office that day. And anyway, to me, it's just, it's also all LA that, that experience, like in the street, the kind of the, just being like cool about, you know, I was celebrating this birthday. We were with, like six or seven friends, you know, got the suit on. It was uh, it, my birthday's in August. So like warm, beautiful day. And, and, and that, that just moment just really sums up something I totally love about LA. And it's also the kind of thing you're not just necessarily going to, you know, show up in a, in a city like here and be like, Oh, look, there it is. It's like, you kind of, you know, I hadn't discovered that until the year before, you know, I've like, like we said, I've been here for a very long time. And LA is like all these little gems that present themselves after you've really spent time here and you kind of share these little nuggets. And I don't want to say secrets, obviously. And, you know, I don't want to be obviously the, you know, this white lady who thinks she discovered it. That's, you know, not <laughs> by any means what I'm saying, but at the same time, it's like, um, I feel like LA is always about unearthing these like cool new experiences that you just had no idea were there that you could easily just pass by. That's my first one. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. It's, it is so LA. I mean, the yeah. fact that it's right next to this laundromat and, and it's unassuming and the food is incredible. Uh -huh. um, and that you having lived in LA your entire life only yeah. discovered it just about a year ago. I mean, LA is, it is just full of, I guess, treasures is a good word for it. Treasures. Yes, like that. Yeah. yes exactly. It's really a, uh, it's really, I think, I think there's an endless amount and it's a city that's kind of, it feels very unstagnant here. Um, mm -hmm. Like I feel like cities like uh, kind of more traditional modern cities feel more defined. So by definition, there's always new like gems to unearth and it's what makes it really fun to be here for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because we're recording this, you know, as we're sort of emerging from this pandemic, yeah. Do you know how they've done, how that birria stand has done during the pandemic? Have they weathered it pretty well? Or? Yeah, I, when I have tried to um, uh, go by there, you know, with my cravings um, in this last year of COVID, I have not seen them there. And I think that mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of rules about um, street food, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I think we could, we could see. Um, I just started really coming back to my office, so it's not far. Mm -hmm. um if it's back you know I you know not, I don't I don't know that it is right now or maybe maybe they found a spot that feels better suited to um you know kind of the change in conditions coming out of COVID yeah so. 
Yeah, I hope they're okay. I know, me too. I really do because they're the kindest, friendliest folks that make delicious food and they definitely yeah. deserve to continue running their business. All right. Yeah. What is your second Okay, second spot? one. Um, my second one is the, it's, uh, the Bluffs Park in Malibu, um, kind of near like where the Country Mart is, you know, if you all the way down PCH, it's, it's really interesting because it's basically like this uh, baseball, softball diamond on the beach side of the street. And uh, I was in a softball league, um, you know, before COVID. That was so much fun. Games, I think they were on Sundays, like kind of like late morning. And um, early enough where you didn't really encounter much traffic getting out there. So like beautiful drive. Uh, and you go to this, you know, uh, like baseball diamond in this like just epic view of the ocean and, um, you know, in really that just that heart of Malibu where you kind of have to think to yourself, like, how did this, how did, how did, how does this even remain this baseball stadium so that we can have our softball league in kind of one of the most, you know, sought after views in the world. This, this should have gone to a developer to make another country mart or yet somehow, I, I don't know, you know, the whole backstory, but it's maintained this like rec sports field center, you know, kind of set up with like a couple other, you know, like kind of very, very stripped down kind of park space around it. And so, you know, look, I'm grateful that it is. And um, we had a lot of fun that that league brought me so much joy it was incredible to be part of. I did just learn that we're coming back in July, which is super exciting. Um, yeah. And um, I just think it's, that's also an LA thing, like just being there and really experiencing the beach and the view um, that often. Um, it's something so special to hear, but that almost like by mistake, there's still this baseball field, um, is really, really cool. And then also I would always go and get, um, lobster rolls, um, you know, with Freya and Remy after the games, um, at, um, Broad Street, um, in the country mark. So that was a really, a real treat to look forward to actually update. So I, it's now, I, I don't know if they changed the name, but LA Beria on West Adams Boulevard, it does appear that they are back. Um, oh, great. so Yes, very, very good news and definitely going to go support very soon. Excellent. Um, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, that's a very important one. So yes, yeah, so the Bluffs Park, um, it's just, I think, very special and very, very beautiful. I actually um, and know that, that part. Defines our way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to, I mean, we used to take Nicholas there when he was little because yeah. there's a kid's playground there. And oh, you're just in amazing. this magical spot yeah. overlooking the ocean and there's a kid's yeah. playground. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's really lovely. Yeah, we're very lucky. The way that LA is scenic is so iconic that we almost can just like, yeah, we just like show up and it's just there and you can almost forget about it, you know, like, mm. oh, oh yeah. Like prime real estate here, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's definitely one for me. Um, back to food. I definitely have to put Musso and Frank's on my uh, top five list. Um, okay. We are going to, they are just reopening. I think May 6th, so we're going like a week later to support. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, you know, they've been around since 1919. Um, they, so it's like, they've made it this, you know, hundred years and through then 2020. It's like, what an interesting marker. You've been around a hundred years, which is like you're running basically the most difficult kind of business to run in the world. And then, you know, COVID comes along as if to say, can you really, you know, keep going? And I'm so glad that they have. And to me, it's like, it, it's, 
I just find it one of the most iconic restaurants in LA, just that sunken bar, the kind of career waiters, um, the style of old school food, you know, the blue cheese olive martinis. I mean, the the booths, I just live for like a martini in a booth. Like that's really, you know, my main criteria for going to restaurants. Um, and so I would definitely put that up there. And I've just had so many different, like so many great memories there, like different business centers and friends or kind of ending up there or meeting people there. Or there's just, um, it, it's just always felt like this kind of really interesting place to congregate if you can get a table. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I love how LA, I mean, LA is such a bright open place and you think about yeah. the ocean and the sunshine and everything, but also that kind of dark atmosphere and the yes. martini in the booth is also so LA. <laughs> it's so true. And it's interesting. I had seen earlier in COVID, they had had, you know, a setup kind of in their valley parking lot. And then they clearly decided not to do that again. Um, once there was like that phase two of being able to reopen more recently. And part of me is just like, they, I, I'm sure there's, there's so many factors in a business decision like that. But part of me is like, it's so hard to compete with that atmosphere. Like you're saying that, that dark, the, the textures, um, the, the kind of the din of all the conversations, and people actually like kind of looking around like, hey, that person's familiar, that person, like, you can't really replicate that, um, you know, in a, in a parking lot. And right. part of me is like that they were probably just like, you know, let's just wait and do it right. Yeah. Yeah. That atmosphere is a big part of it. Huge. Yeah. And a martini kind of tastes better in a dark bar. There's just, why is that true? It's actually a scientific fact. <laughs> we could do a study, <laughs> you know, Yeah. like that's a hypothesis and then you have to prove it out by doing a bunch of right. experiments. Right. Let's do this study. Let's start this. <laughs> we are volunteering ourselves. <laughs> so we're not going to be in the control group. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so that's definitely on my list. Okay. Back to the sports. I feel like I, I it makes mm. me feel uh, very gay to have not one, but two, you know, softball, baseball uh, picks um, uh, in my top five, but I had to put Dodger stadium on there. And to me, it, it's just, you know, you go to other cities, um, for example, I was in like Pittsburgh judging an ice cream competition. It was really, I actually love Pittsburgh. It was a really fun visit. Yeah. Um, and uh, we went to a uh, Pirates game and at that stadium, it's, it's, it's beautifully kind of integrated into the downtown. You almost kind of don't fully catch it as you're coming up to it because it's like really in this dense area. And you sort of seamlessly enter it from, you know, this, the, the street that's filled with bars and restaurants and places to celebrate. And I'm sure you can even like hear the crowd when there's, you know, an exciting event, like when you're outside, it's just very, very woven in a, in a cool and beautiful way. And I love stadiums like that, but it's like, nothing could be more opposite from that than Dodger stadium, where it's like in this sort of strange, it's almost like it's it, like, it came from outer space and it was like plopped down on this like helio pad where it's just, it's a huge pain, you know, getting there and getting out and, and there's stuff in the stadium, but there's really, you know, you, you, you want to go and celebrate after. And it's like, it's almost like you've got to hold on to the excitement to like be able to even get somewhere to do that. Um, and like, and where's my car? And, you know, just to me, like the way that it kind of makes no sense. And I think from a, in a, tr a traditional person would say like, this is terrible in a lot of ways. Um, that's what makes it interesting in LA. 
And I've come to love that whole kind of experience around it and like that this whole bubble you're in. And I also think Dodger Stadium's in such an interesting intersection, you know, of that like um, like Chinatown, Highland Park, Echo Park. Um, it's like kind of got so many different, um, you know, kind of neighborhoods feeding into it. Um, and I think uh, that also is just fascinating and, and interesting and makes it really cool and edgy. And, and I, I don't feel like that in even those beautifully integrated, you know, sports stadiums in other cities. Um, so, so yeah. And then just, of course, you know, the atmosphere there, it's such a, we're such like a, uh, you know, diehard city for baseball and, and the way the fans are and, you know, the food's not great. The drinking is not that great, but like you, got, you just gotta love it. It's such a it's such a fun experience, and it's so beautiful so much of the year that you can really just be in like an outdoor venue like that and kind of just be you know chilling in paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The interesting thing about it being so isolated too is that after a game, you get these crowds of people going through the residential neighborhoods around. Yes, you, right. Yes. So it's like you know you can even maybe you weren't even at the game but you're driving home from somewhere else and suddenly yeah. there are just packs of really well happy or sad depending on the outcome yeah but, or yeah or already drunk people yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's very it's very interesting um, yeah to have these these crowds in in residential streets uh totally I know that's a really good point and I think um the role Dodger Stadium played also in COVID and being this testing center and now vaccination sites where my parents got vaccinated, that was very surreal to also, you know, uh, see a place that um, serves that very specific purpose of, you know, celebrating or being bummed about the it's sports, you know, you're kind of like, it's, it's that element of our society that feels purely just about that spectacle and enjoying oneself. And then suddenly to have gone a bunch of times, you know, in this very strange moment of the world lockdown, um, but to see it, you know, really serve an incredible purpose in keeping our city safe and healthy. Um, that was really, really amazing too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if it's unprecedented in the history of the stadium. Yeah, that's a, a good question. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe what would be the other kind of um, right. polio or yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know what the if the history lines up there. But yeah, it, you're, it, you're, it's probably not been, which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy time in history. Yeah. Oh. It was interesting too. like, I feel like the kind of the way that we're um, uh, you know, the media kind of has um, trained us to think about what a year like uh, COVID, like 2020 would be like. Um, you think it's going to be, you know, uh, you would think you'd go to a site like Dodger Stadium and people would be jumping out of their cars and, you know, grabbing tests or vaccines uh, and fighting with each other. And, you know, we're like in zombie apocalypse. And it was nice to see how kind of peaceful everything felt, you know, given yes. that it's like this wild time. I mean, not, not saying by any means, you know, it was perfect, but um, it was good to see like, oh, when it really comes down to it, we, we really do try to um, figure this out together and be as harmonious as possible. But at least that's my optimistic view. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I mean, I really yeah. feel that in these times, humans do seem to come together and yeah. take care of each other. I mean, 
I don't know what'll happen if there actually is a zombie apocalypse, that might be different. But <laughs> in my experience, the, you know, the, the sort of crises that we've been through as a society and as a community, people do yeah. tend to come together. I know we're living, I, I don't want to sound naive. I know we're living in a very polarized time. Yes, too. no, of course. But, you know, it's just the, the certain interactions or experiences I've been lucky to have since the start of the pandemic. I just feel like people are trying to help each other. Yeah, I I think you're right. And I think like, when's the last time, I mean, the whole world went through this together. Like nobody was safe and and kind of, you know, able to um, not have some, some kind of interaction or some uh, part of themselves, you know, have, have that fear or, or have a tragedy or be connected to one. I mean, the entire world, no one was literally immune to it. And uh, I, I can't think you think of like the world wars. It's like a lot of the world, of course, you know, was yes. part of that, but there are parts that very were immune to that or were sort of just, you know, not, um, you know, that, that wasn't that place's experience at that time in history. So it's like the whole world went through something. It's hard to not think that there's that, that, that can't bring us together on some level, or at least make us sort of rethink, you know, how we interact or just, or just question things or change us. Um, and so we, I think we all just are hoping that, you know, it's the best things that come from that. Absolutely. And then of course, you know, with the wars, people were on opposite sides of that. Whereas yeah, here, right. it's, it's we're a all on the same side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on the same yeah. side. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's definitely a, a something to live through. And so for my, my final um, destination, actually not far from Dodger Stadium, I chose the, uh, the old uh, kind of the, that cornfield sort of, you know, and, and the immediate vicinity around it, uh, which is really just, you have an interesting view actually of Dodger Stadium directly south from there. And I remember when this kind of piece of land was really a hot topic. There was all these like architecture competitions around it. Yes. We did a studio about it at UCLA uh, in grad school. And um, uh, I remember I did this whole, like, it was like a cornucopia of like feasting and, and growing food. And, you know, of course I was like, you know, try to take everything in the direction of food as much as possible. But um, again, such an interesting intersection of, of you know, the, the, the way that that space comes together, it feels you know, very, just very, very LA and very kind of still not fully determined. Um, in all the times I've been back since I really studied it in school, it's like, it still feels kind of like a question mark to me where it could, could stay how it is, or it could change a lot or be developed a lot, or it's, it's just, I think a really, um, in that way, very, very LA. And I love Highland Park Brewery, which is kind of, you know, right, just like butts up against it. Um, it's one of my favorite breweries in the city. Um, and a, and a, a fun area to sort of take in that intersection. I love that part of Chinatown that's kind of also right adjacent to there. And yeah, it's the views. It's all just this very kind of cool LA moment. So that, that's my final spot. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm wondering too, um, I mean, because you grew up in LA, were these places, I mean, some of them I think like the Birria stand, you know, you obviously, and maybe the Bluffs Park, you kind of came to later in life, but yeah, any of these, do you have memories of them from childhood even? 
Oh yeah. I mean, Dodger stadium, of course, going to games, um, always going with my glove and being shocked that I didn't catch a ball. Like, <laughs> like how could that not have happened? Um, and then, um, you know, I'm sure we did go to, to, uh, that bluffs park. Um, but I don't have a concrete memory of it. That felt like more of a rediscovery as an adult. And again, a little bit kind of taking the beach for granted. Um, mm-hmm. as an Angelina, as we often do. Um, and then, yeah, definitely not Moose on Franks. Yeah. More, more of them are adult life actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny. interesting. Yeah. 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 Corn. I mean, of course, you know, the, that cornfield park, um, or the not a cornfield, um, that, you know, it's like, I don't even know it, it felt like we were all kind of unaware of that for many years. And then it was just sort of this unearthed idea. So yeah, yeah. Much, much, much more recent. I actually, I remember uh, at the time when it was kind of a hot topic in architecture, yeah. somebody getting married there, I think. Oh yeah. 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 I think there's a good amount of that actually. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. I've definitely seen, seen um, in the times I've been um, little like weddings or ceremonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you could ask anyone about their five places in LA, who would you choose yeah. to ask? Yeah, this is a, this was a, uh, a really good question. And uh, can I not to ask a question, you know, in response to the question, <laughs> that's but fine. is there anything, because I, there's a lot of people I think that would be, you know, I thought about like my dad, you know, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I will, but as, I don't know if there's, is there someone, is there a perspective that you're looking for in terms of, um, that you've had more of one kind of perspective and mm. it would be ideal to hear from, you know, someone from another community or anything like that, or is it really just anyone is exciting? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good question. I mean, we, the, the goal is to get a, a really diverse, a broad range of experiences of LA. Yeah. So in itself, just the whole concept of the plus one, in itself, that's bringing in, you know, a, a broader range of people than I could possibly have access to. So, I mean, I would say anyone that you are interested in interviewing, and even if there's more than one person, yeah, um, yeah. that's great wow. too. Wow. Um, ideally, you would do the interview because I think that okay. brings a real richness to it, but I also understand Love that. you're super busy. <laughs> So. Yeah, no, I'm totally happy to do that. I think that yeah. sounds actually really, really fun. Um, maybe on that point, I could um, do my dad because, and he's an architect as well. And I definitely think mm-hmm. he would be really fun to talk to about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, he has so many, first of all, it's interesting how similar a lot of the things he would do when he was younger, like he and his like pals would always go to Jitlada. He'd say, I was like, oh, it's like hipsters have been going there for, you know, since the <laughs> 70s. Um, and he talks about a lot of like riding, riding Mulholland all the way, uh, to the water on, uh, on his bike. And he just, he has a lot of cool stories about just experiencing the landscape like that. But, um, yeah, I'd love to do it with my dad. And I was thinking maybe my mother-in-law, Freya's mom, um, you know, who came from the Philippines and has done, I mean, she's so involved in like environmental work, um, in the city and nationally with Sierra club. And she might have some really just cool kind of insight on the ecology and how that connects to the defining places. Very cool. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, major, you're like 
oh, you're really, um, you know, getting those brownie points with the parents here. <laughs> Interviewing <laughs> one too. from each side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds wonderful. I mean, I'm, I think um, I created this podcast because I'm so curious to hear about people's experiences. And I, I mean, there's no limit to the number of people we ask. Yeah, that's so awesome. You know, because someone else that I was just thinking about was our friends who own Common Space Brewery. And they've done such a good job with, you know, beer is so interesting to me because of the time frame being relatively fast compared to spirits. And you can mm-hmm. sort of produce it at this lower volume and, and there's, it's so versatile and they've done this so many different kind of, um, you know, kind of partnership um, uh, beers. We've done a few with them. We're going to do one around pride, but they've done so many like with the community and with, with various communities and supporting restaurants coming back. And they're just so thoughtful in their approach. And, um, but I feel like they would be really fun to talk to about this. Um, so if it's okay with you, I'd love to also interview Absolutely. one of them. <laughs> it's Absolutely. such a cool idea. My mom did a book called, um, Truman's LA adventure. Um, and, uh, it's really cool. It's about like our old dog that basically, uh, he runs away and he runs to all these different LA landmarks. Um, you know, Watts towers, Dodger stadium, uh, the downtown library and just a, such a fun way for, you know, young kids and, and the parents reading them the book to learn about these, you know, different, yeah. very, very LA um, places. And yeah, I, sh- I should get you a copy. It's a really cool. She, il- she illustrated and wrote it. So that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. How She's long ago did woman. she do that? This is maybe, I want to say five years ago. Amazing. Yeah. I would love to yeah. see it. Yeah. I'll yeah. show it to you. She does multiple cool house shout outs. Of course, Truman runs to, you know, our ice cream truck, which is in front of the, um, in front of the Disney concert hall. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and, and, and to the shop, I was like, can't beat the mom PR, you know. That's excellent. That was I, so fun. It was so fun. I've really enjoyed uh, learning about your experience of LA. And, oh yeah. Well, and the place that define the city for you yeah I was expecting a few more food places but I love your choices (laughs) (laughs) right I only went three out of five that's that's keeping it very conservative for me (laughs) but I do want to go eat the food of everywhere I mentioned also now I'm like I'm so hungry (laughs) to learn more about Natasha Case and find links to all the places referenced in our conversation as well as an article by DJ Waldy on the history of the term Angelino please check out the show notes. To hear more stories of the places that define Los Angeles, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also visit us online at fiveplaces.la. Five Places is produced by Annalie Garakani, Quinn Wynn, and me, Emmanuel Bourlier, for the LA Forum for Architecture and Urban Design. We recorded on Chumash, Keech, Tongva, and Mikanakan land. Thank you for listening.